0: you're listening to episode 59 of the ESL Teaching Podcast. This month I have been talking about all things teacher jobs as it is high season to look ahead to the coming year or rethink our plans for the future. In the past couple of episodes I shared with you all about how to write your resume and cover letter and how to nail that ESL teacher interview. Today I wanted to switch gears a little bit Sometimes, when we think we need a drastic change, of course, if we're not forced into it by a contract cut short or other circumstances, we can benefit from taking a step back and looking at the parts of our current situation that are missing. Answering questions like What is it that I love about my job? What is it about my job that I don't care about? What would make me feel like I am making a difference? and how can I make more money are pretty good indicators of where you need to go next. A lot of teachers have side hustles, and honestly, I prefer the word passion or interest or anything other more positive than hustle, because to me, hustle implies working a lot and not always seeing obvious positive outcomes. In fact, when we look around, it is fascinating to see how creative and entrepreneurial teachers are. Some examples of side passions that help teachers do what they love besides teaching and make extra income include photography businesses, various Etsy shops from designing and selling planners to selling your own made clothes, creating wooden signs, copywriting, blogging, you name it. Selling teacher resources and professional development is another very popular, quite natural side business for teachers. And as you know, my business, Simply Yeva, does exactly that. And while there are many things you can do today, I wanted to chat about a business idea that is so natural for teachers that frequently it might get overlooked as, well, a business idea. You guessed it right, that's tutoring. I have tutored in the past, but I never pursued it as a consistent extra income opportunity for a number of reasons, including lots of questions about who can I tutor. For example, am I allowed to work with my current students? How much to charge? And in general, how to structure this practice? And I didn't think too much about it until I met someone who's great at teaching others how to become a tutorpreneur. Yes, that is a word, and that's what my today's guest, Molly Wheatley, is. Molly and I talk about how she started as a teacher and the events that prompted her to get into tutoring. You'll hear about how tutoring can reinvigorate your love for teaching as well as how teachers can get started as tutors and what are the most important steps to begin We touch upon topics of setting boundaries, charging what you're worth, and so much more that goes with tutoring. And Molly has a free masterclass about making an extra $1,000 a month from tutoring that you can sign up for. You'll hear a lot of good stuff in this episode, so let's get to it. Welcome to the ESL teaching podcast. I'm your host, Yeva Grossless, otherwise known as simply Yeva. And I am so thankful that you tuned in. I'm looking forward to sharing both my knowledge and experience on this podcast, as well as that of my fellow teachers. Hi, Molly. Hello. Welcome to my podcast. Thank you so much for being my guest today.
1: Oh, you're so welcome. I'm so excited to talk to you.
0: Same. So I'm going to introduce Molly a little bit uh, to everyone. And we're going to dive right into all of the questions because this is going to be such a good episode. I already know. Um, I'm very curious about some of the things. And I think we're recording this in this uh, time of year uh, when a lot of teachers are you know, uh, either looking for other opportunities or are trying to figure out how to make their life brighter again. So anyway, all right, let's get to it. So Molly is the founder and creator of Tutorpreneur Academy, where she helps teachers build a profitable tutoring business using skills they already have so that they can make money on the side without quitting their teaching jobs. She discovered her passion when she reached the five-year mark of teaching and felt completely burnt out and realized she could use her teaching strengths to make money on the side, which created her unique approach, which is the Tutorpreneur Method. Since then, she has worked with countless students and it's become her mission to empower every teacher to start earning great money on the side. Well, again, Molly is also a full-time teacher from what I understand. So it's not just the Tutorpreneur. And uh, so I think a lot of uh, people are interested in how to balance the two, so.
1: Absolutely. It's tough. <laughs> yeah, that's how we connected, right? Is that you found me and then we started messaging about running a almost a full-time business with being a full-time teacher.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, let's start with some questions. I always ask my guests the same question. The first and the last question is always uh, the same. So I find it very uh, fascinating to see, uh, you know, and to hear the answers. So, Let's think, tell us a little bit of your backstory. How did you decide to become a teacher?
1: Well, I was in college and I kind of always wanted to be a teacher. And then uh, ironically, my dad's a retired teacher and he sort of at the time almost talked me out of it because I was headed towards a business path. I was like an international business major at the time. Cool. Um but just in the very beginning of college and I just decided that I really wanted to become a teacher and so then I switched my path and it took me a little bit longer than the average person because I worked full time in college. So I <laughs> worked at um as a bank teller and a loan processor and I didn't become a teacher until I officially was almost 27. So Okay. It really was the right path for me.
0: Yeah, very cool. But that also tells a lot about, like, ah, as a person, right? Like, who can run a full time to a business and go to work full time? Somebody who works full time through their college, right? It it's very a- true. Certain stamina. So very, very cool. I didn't become a teacher until later either. Uh, but I, I wasn't one that like dreamed of being a teacher, you know. So, anyway. Now, what grade levels do you work with, and do you have English learners in your classes? And if so, how do you navigate that?
1: Sure. So I've taught. This is my ninth year, and I've always been in kindergarten or first grade. But this year, I switched to fifth grade, and I'm loving it. Yeah, I think they really suit my personality and my sense of humor. Um, And I was telling you before we started, though that, but they, they didn't get to hear this that the school that I'm currently at has the highest English language learner population in our district. So we have a lot of kids that come from Korea because there's a program where their parents come here and kind of, for lack of a better term, kind of Americanize the kids. And that's really what their goal is when they come here to learn English and just get proficient in our ways. Um, But we have lots of other nationalities at our school, too. So I get to navigate that on a daily basis. But luckily, we have really great ESL teachers in our building so that's super helpful we have three in our building which is a lot i think
0: that is yeah yeah now do you is it like a uh, upper elementary building or is it like a middle school building like how 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 does your district work with this grade level
1: ours is k through five
0: okay Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right because my district is k through four and then they have like fifth and sixth like intermediate and then they have sixth, seventh and eighth and and then we have the high school. So I I think I kind of like the setup because the fifth graders is, is the transitional period between, you know, they're not yeah. really elementary, but they're not really middle school yet. So the right. fifth and sixth kind of works pretty well for us.
1: Yeah, that's cool.
0: Yeah. So let's go back to your tutoring uh, business, because that is something that a lot of teachers want to try or have tried. I personally have tried um, you know, and, uh, you're a teacherpreneur, so you have a business. Okay. So how do you help other teachers?
1: So when I, like you read earlier, when I was at the five-year mark, I had really bad teacher burnout. And I thought, is this really for me? And then long story short, I got involved in tutoring and it really reinvigorated me and made me like, love teaching again, because I got that one-to-one interaction that I wasn't always getting in the classroom. So from there, I've turned it into a full-blown business and not just a hobby, and I realized I could help other teachers do the exact same thing. And so because so many teachers that I talked to were saying, oh, I just do it on the side. I only charge $15, and my mind was just blown, you know, how low they were um, valuing their services and their knowledge. And they really wanted, a lot of them wanted to turn it into a full-time thing so they could leave the classroom. So I found a way to systematize everything I was doing, turned it into an online course, started coaching teachers just like me. And then that's where I am today. I help teachers in a lot of capacities with my course and also with one-to-one coaching.
0: This is so cool because I um, I had opportunities to tutor, but personally, I um maybe it's just in my mind, like, I don't know, am I allowed to tutor the student that I'm working with? Like, you know what I mean? Or Mm -hmm. um, how much do I charge? That was a big one, right? And like, how do I do this? And finally, it's like, I'm so tired after work. How can I do this again? um, It's one of those, it's actually quite legitimate questions. So I did end up tutoring uh, one uh, student and the money was good because I did, you know, like they were like, we're going to pay you And I did do my research and I did do, you know, like looked at all the degrees, all the experience and everything else. So that ended up being just that one student ended up being a pretty sweet gig, you know, but, um, you know, kind of like it's a natural way for the teachers to make income. Right. Uh, But I didn't pursue it. And I I, I'm doing it completely differently. I'm creating materials for teachers because I find that that's a niche that a lot of teachers are. Uh, lack the curriculum for English learners. So that's where my passion lies. But what would be the first steps when uh, someone decides that, okay, well, I'm going to try tutoring, like, you know, maybe I should do it a business or maybe even like practice, you know, what would be the first steps?
1: I think the first step is always to start with the end in mind. And so I tell people to figure out if it's going to be worth your time, how much do you need to make per month to make it worth your time? So as teachers, we often re um, what's it called? Reverse engineer our lessons. So same thing with our tutoring business, even if it's a side hustle at first, just figure out a lot of times it's a thousand dollars a month. Cause that just sounds really nice. That could make your car payment, your house payment, you know, whatever it is, or student loans. And so think of that number and then divide that up by the number of hours that you have to give to it. And then you have your rate. And that's where I like to start with people because you really have to make it worth your while or else it's not going to, you're going to dread it every week if you don't, if you're not making the money you deserve.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So how do you, um, so if, if uh, it's not a secret, how many hours uh, a week do you devote to your tutoring business?
1: So because I help other teachers with their tutoring business, my business has kind of branched off into other directions. Currently, I'm only tutoring two hours a week. Okay. But I've gone through phases where I was tutoring no more than 10 to hit that $1000 income goal. Especially during COVID, I was tutoring a lot and making a lot of money tutoring because of that because people really wanted an in-person Absolutely, tutor. Yeah. But because of the the business where it's gone like I mentioned, I help I spend more of my time helping teachers with their tutoring business than I do actually tutoring, but I do always have a client one to three to five at a time just so that i have my hands still in it
0: yeah so that you can you know just uh again like i i am big uh teacher from experience right so like yes. if you are in it you feel like okay this works this doesn't work you know so i really like this approach that you are in it and you're able to you know teach through your experience which is so so valuable <clears throat>
1: Yes, um, I'm sure you agree with that, too, because like other people probably come to you and they like that you're still in the classroom. Yeah. And I'll hear that a lot, too, that they really like that. It it seems more um, relatable.
0: Yes, I do, though. I, I do, though, uh, agree with some of the teachers who decide to go their own business way, because it is a lot of work. And the only way we're doing this is because we are so passionate about what we're doing, you know? It's like, if oh, yes. I, um, I was talking to my cousin today and I said, you know, I said, like, if somebody said, you know, um, it's a very entrepreneurial job, you know, you can, you can do it from home, you can do it anytime you want. And like, I wonder if I would have the same passion for somebody else's ideas and for somebody else's, you know, business or whatever. But because it's mine right mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of like okay I, I can see that the real help I can help the kids I can help the teachers so yeah that is totally true
1: and I would say i I would be lying if I didn't fantasize at times about what it would be like to just do this you know I mean I'm okay. I'm human too <laughs> <laughs> right and many of the the tutors I've had in my coaching or or my course have quit the classroom and gone full time so I have, Lots of experience with that as well. I just haven't done it personally, but I I do encourage people to do that if that's what they want to do.
0: I do have a question that just popped into my head. So, for example, um, I know that if I were to tutor somebody, I would uh, only tutor, um, let's say, somebody who's learning English uh, because I feel very strongly in that. I could tutor somebody in, you know, like literature and writing, uh, because that's my background. And that's something that I feel strongly about as well. Um, Is there uh, a specific way? What would be your advice? Do you tutor in what pays? Or do you tutor in what you're good at? Or what are you? uh, What are your thoughts on this?
1: That's a great question. I think if you want it to be sustainable, you have to tutor something that you're passionate about. So it is It is really intriguing to follow the money, but the money is going to follow if you are passionate, because let's say you do love tutoring ESL students and that then your name is going to get brought up in so many conversations that you don't even know about. And that's going to bring clients to you and keep your list completely full. So you don't have to just take on uh, math tutoring just because you're trying to make money initially some tutors do that you know when they're trying to get their feet wet but i usually recommend having a niche and sticking with it
0: yeah that is that is good advice i'm thinking nobody wants to learn math from me i don't want to learn math from me
1: (laughs) i know i've had the same thought and a former student just reached out for math tutoring from me and i'm probably going to do it just because i love their family but it's not my first choice however Now that I've had to relearn fifth grade math, I'm confident in third grade math that he needs help with.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is really good. So how do you balance? Okay. Because how do you balance it all? Like, what does your day look like? Um, I know that when you have a, uh, when you teach full time, so you have to set your own boundaries, um, like psychological, energetic and everything, right? Um, And when you tutor, um, you also have to be in a certain frame of mind. Tell us a little bit. How do you um, organize your time? Uh, How do you organize your, you know, business and and teaching? Do you have like, I I don't know, what is the separation level? What is like the everything?
1: Mm -hmm. So I've always been like an early to bed, early to rise person. And that really helps get a lot of things done in the morning before school. I work out before I go to school, I take care of my dog. Um, I often have a routine where I'm reading a book or something, it blows some people's mind. They're like, how do you do so much in the morning? Well, I honestly get up at four o'clock in the morning. But that's just kind of my rhythm so I can accomplish all those things. So then I go to school and I really try to just be at school when I'm there and not focus on anything else. I do have a couple people that work for me, like a personal or virtual assistant. So sometimes she's doing things for me during the day, which really helps with the business side. I know we've talked about that a little bit before. And then when I get home, I try to have some kind of decompression time. Uh, I usually go walk my dog, um, just do something mindless. Cause you know, after you've been talked to all day, I just feel like a zombie Uh and, and then I really try to keep tutoring to one day a week. Um, some days I get stretched to two if I if I can't say no to someone like we just talked about with a previous former student. Yeah. Um, so that's how I really keep those boundaries because I've learned that I'm just dead after school and I don't want to do a bunch of things either. So systems really help me. Having a process for everything helps.
0: I really like how you said I'm dead after school because I feel... <laughs> I feel heard. Yes, <laughs> I feel heard. So, very, very nice. Um, do you have? Is there like any steps to how you uh, your two tut- the method the tutorpreneur method that you have?
1: Yeah. So um, I actually have a masterclass coming out, a free masterclass coming out really soon. Um, My website designer is helping me with it and it will totally go through the four pillars of my method. Um, And part of that is planning, like we just talked about and setting up your business for success. And so if that's just kind of going through your day and filling in the things that have to get done. And then the things that you could get done, that's what I really recommend to people because there's so many things I could do that really are just going to fill my time, but are they really going to move the needle forward on my business? Probably not. And so learning those systems and processes is like vital. And sometimes you have to hire people to help you. And that's where I've become the most successful is getting an assistant and hiring a website designer and um that whole saying of you have to spend money to make money that's where i've seen the most growth i think
0: yeah absolutely well so we're i'm going to link your uh free masterclass um in the show notes so that you, people can join and see cuz i know this is going to be something very valuable um, and especially i know you know i have colleagues who are tutoring and uh you know i don't know if they would call it their business but i think i i like this whole idea you having like a tutorpreneur business, which means that you treat it like that. And, um, you know, you have a certain organization and you take your teaching skills and your teaching talents and you transfer that to, um, you know, to the business model. And I, I really, I think when, like you said, when you have a system of some sort, you know, it puts your mind at ease on a certain level.
1: Yes. And you mentioned making your own resources because you have a skill with that and you can help other teachers just like you and I teach tutors how to do that as well because I think if you're tutoring in something you're really passionate about oftentimes you're creating your resources yes. for them you should be selling them too and so that's part of my method as well that I help teachers and tutors alike with all the time is maximizing the things you're already doing yes. and not having to work as much you know not as many hours but still making really great money
0: mm-hmm. that's awesome so the last question uh, we're going to veer back into the classroom. Okay. So I know you work with fifth graders and you have like a good energy about that. What is your definition of how can all teachers set up their classrooms and lives for success?
1: I think it's something you touched on earlier, uh, boundaries. So for me getting to school a little bit early helps ease my mind of just being prepped for the day. Um, Sometimes it's an hour early. Sometimes it's a half hour early. I don't have a set thing in place. It's just what I feel like that day. But for me, leaving on time has been key and just keeping, I mean, you can't always do that, but that's just been vital for my mental health. And I, I'm just the kind of person that knows that I can't do everything I want to do every day on my list. And just knowing that it's not all going to get done today and that's okay. But my students feel loved at school. They feel safe at school, and they're having fun learning. So that's what matters to me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I really the 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 boundaries thing and the leaving and coming on on a certain time is a huge thing for me too. And uh, I know that after like after like the last block that I sit in there, I was like, there's nothing I can do now. There's nothing. That's how I feel too. It's not, There's nothing. I'm also yeah. a morning person too. So I get up like a half hour later than you, but, you know, <laughs> Still early. It's, it's, but it's the, it's, you know, you get up, you do your thing and that's it. And that's totally. So whoever is listening, whoever needed to hear this, that a, you can make money on the side. Right. And you mm-hmm. can be a great teacher and a great tutor all in one um, boundaries, not pushing yourself too hard, Um, I will throw in there that my list has, I said to myself, I'm only putting three things on my list, uh, because chances are I, I cannot do any more than three. Um, so, um, that would be a bonus tip for, for everyone during this time of year. Now, thanks so much for coming to this interview. Thanks so much for chatting with me. Where can people connect with you?
1: Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really active on Instagram. Um, that's probably where you could send me a DM the easiest because TikTok's kind of strange that way. But my handle on both is at Molly A Wheatley. So you got to have the A in there. Yeah. But I- I'm also on YouTube a ton. So if you want lots of tips on your tutoring business or your teachers pay teacher store, you can find me on YouTube as well in the same name.
0: That is wonderful. That's how we connected on Instagram. I heard you on another podcast and I'm like, ooh this is good and then i reached out on instagram and then right. we added and uh yes yeah, so, so you guys go connect with molly and um if you want i'll link the uh master you know so that uh, whoever is interested you can join the free masterclass. and uh, again thank you so much for being with me today
1: yeah thanks for having me
0: thank you guys for listening and until next time Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard today, be sure to do two things. First, make sure to subscribe to the ESL Teaching Podcast so you don't miss an episode. And second, leave a positive review wherever you listen, on iTunes, Spotify, or any other platform. Positive reviews will improve the chances of this podcast to be discovered in the feed and help our fellow ESL ELL teachers. And of course, there's a third thing. If you aren't following me on social media yet, come join me on Instagram at simplyyevaesl, Facebook, Simply Yeva, or connect with me on my website, simplyyeva.com. Thanks again, and until next time.